Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. Wow, heck of a Sunday in the NFL. Week 14 did not disappoint, and it's not over yet still. A doubleheader on Monday Night Football to come. Welcome into this Monday edition of the Lombardi Line, presented by DraftKings. Alongside Michael Lombardi, Stormy Vaughn, and Tony with you. And, and Michael, I got to say, before we dive into what are a ton of topics, because yesterday was such a fun and exhilarating day in the NFL. Last week, I came into the show so doom and gloom. It was like, the NFL's the worst. I'm never betting it again. I hate it so much. I am refreshed. I am refreshed rejuvenated yesterday was such a good day and i know you were two and zero in your picks too going into today yeah and i'm not taking the loss in the russo contest i'm <laughs> gonna protest completely there's no way he's sticking me should. with that one uh, and, and and if he wants verification i did take the rams as a replacement or if he can give me the he can give me seattle in 16 i'll take that too but i'm not taking the loss congratulations to you too it, it was a funny weekend i i think i think a lot of the the one game and, and this doesn't deserve a lot of attention, but the one game that I thought was handicapped correctly that went the wrong way was the Carolina game. You watch that game, and for the score to be indicative of what the game was, considering that I don't think Carolina punted after the first quarter in the game, but it was typical of Carolina not being able to close out. Miles Sanders gets a long run to the one-inch line, and they're kicking a field goal after a first and goal. So, it was a fascinating weekend, Stormy, and we got two more today, and I think it's going to continue to get. But the big story, as you'll tell us, is still in Kansas City. <laughs> Which, okay, let's go out to Arrowhead and let's talk about the last couple minutes of that game, especially because I don't think we've ever seen Patrick Mahomes that worked up in his career. That was a completely different guy that we saw at the end of that game. For anybody who missed it, and I don't know how you could, there's this incredible play at the end of the game. Travis Kelsey laterals it, scores, looks like the Chiefs are going to do what the Chiefs do, specifically against the Bills, mind you, because we even talked about it yesterday. The PTSD that Buffalo must have with Kansas City for 13 seconds gave Patrick Mahomes way too much time at the end of the game once again, but end up not being able to deliver in that moment because Kadarius Tony lines up offside before the play began you take it away michael well look I, I mean i don't even know why we're having the conversation the conversation should really be around 
why Sean McDermott didn't really manage the game well at the end of the game. I mean, that's really the conversation. The, the Tony was offside. And let's just hypothetically say this, Stormy. Say that a Buffalo Bill player lined up offsides on the defensive, on, the, on the, Mahomes' left, the defensive right. The, the line judge wouldn't have been able to call offsides because he couldn't see the ball. <laughs> the guy covered the ball completely. So you couldn't officiate the game accurately. Had, that, had he been offsides and they didn't call it, Mahomes is right. I think we've made way too much of this. That's completely wrong. You've got to officiate the game. The guy is overtly offsides. Now, understanding that if they would have scored, Buffalo probably would have got the ball back with a minute eight to go and have a chance to, to come back down the field. Could they? I don't know. But it had to be called. It had to be called. So it's second and 15. you got three more plays to get a first down. You have three more plays. And you can't yep. do it. Like, why are we not focusing on the lack of being able to get 15? They used to get 15 yards in two plays. So that was my biggest takeaway that, and we'll listen, we'll hear from Patrick Mahomes in a moment. But my biggest takeaway was they were so worked up about this play that you have three more shots after that. You go 0-3 in those opportunities. Like that's, you're so worked up about what didn't happen instead of focusing on your opportunity to still make a drive happen. That's what was frustrating. Like if you were a Chiefs backer, and I wasn't, I was on the Bills yesterday, so I was kind of reveling in their misfortune, to be honest with you. But like, that's the focus that you that I have if I'm a Kansas City fan or a backer in that situation. Like you had three more opportunities and you did nothing with it. Nothing, you know, and, and look, it, if I were to say to you as a Buffalo Bill backer, you're going to get Patrick Mahomes is going to get the ball with a minute 54 to go in the game, and he's going to have two timeouts remaining. And you're going to sit. What do you think you're going? To, what are you thinking at that moment? Because you were thinking when they got the ball, you're losing the game, or the Absolutely. best you could hope for was a tie, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That because and yeah. like that's what I said off the top. Like you, you gave you gave Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs too much time at the end of the game. We've seen them come back too many times to to have confidence, especially like in a Bills defense that we know has had their fair share of problems this year. But here, let's listen to Patrick Mahomes after the game. His thoughts on the call. I mean, it's I mean obviously tough to swallow. Um, I mean, not not only for for me, but just for football in general. I mean, just to take away greatness like that. I mean, for a guy like Travis to make a play like that, and who knows if we win, but as I know as fans, you want to see the guys on the field decide the game. And that's why last week, I didn't say anything about the flag that didn't get called on the Marquez. Lost for words, man, it's just it's tough. Cause regardless if we win or lose, man, just just for the, the end with another game and we're talking about the refs, man, it's just not what we want for any, for the NFL and for football. Like, like last week, it was a different situation, right? There's a blatant P.I. call. He's like, let him. Is he just mad that last week they let him play and they didn't end up on the right side of it? And this week they didn't let him play and he ended up on the wrong side of it? Like, is, is that what he's mad about? Because there was no accountability. Somebody had to have told him after the game that it was the right call, that Tony was offside. There's no disputing that. Andy Reid went into his press conference saying the same thing. Somebody had to tell him, too. Like, like what I don't understand, what I don't understand is, is, he, they're the only people talking about it being offside. None of us are. Like, only the Chiefs are complaining about him being offside. Nobody else is complaining. It was the right call. Look, if you do something wrong and it doesn't get called, look, if he would have been a little bit offside, it's okay. But when the official can't officiate the game because the ball is covered up from his side, what do you want him to do? Ignore it? 
I mean, if they, if look, I, I, nobody says this, but Chris Jones is offside on almost every play. His helmet's in the neutral zone on almost every play. Nobody, I complain about it, but nobody calls it. Like they get away with that constantly. They get away with that, con- and now to complain about this. Look, you had three chances to get 15 yards. Your offense isn't very good. Okay, this isn't the end of the year for your season. You can bounce back. You've got very winnable games ahead of you. You may have to not play a game in 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 uh, at home for the first time in your NFL career. But so what? I mean, like I don't understand why this is the story. The story should be how Buffalo once again almost melted down in the final two minutes. And here's what I will say too, Stormy. I don't think that was Buffalo's A game, B game. I think it was a B minus game for Buffalo, and they still beat the Chiefs. And they and they still won. So okay, and I don't want to keep harping on the Chiefs of it all, but they are two and four over their last six games now, Michael. And I have a friend who is a therapist and something that she has said frequently is that when someone shows you who they are, believe them. Is this who Kansas City is right now? I think they are. Look, we said this yesterday morning, you and I, we talked. Any team that gets 20 or above points, they haven't been able to win. I mean, this started the opening day. It started opening day. They couldn't find a way to win against the Detroit Lions. They could not move the football. Look, it, I, we've, I said this yesterday. We talked about it. There's no formula that this is just going to get turned on. This is who they are. They have to accept it. Now, that doesn't mean they can't win. Their defense is good enough to win with, right? We know that. Their defense is good. They just have to accept how they're going to play. They're going to be in a lot of close games. They're going to be in a lot now. They're going to go to New England. They're a 10-point favorite on the road, which is a lot of points. But, you know, those are the kind of teams they can play. But when you look at good teams that they've played, Philly, you know, Philly the, Philly only had 238 yards of offense and won the game. Yeah. I mean, they beat the Raiders up. Okay, but the, they spied the Raiders 14 points in that game. They got outscored 31-3. to three. They outscored the Raiders. Started, then Green Bay, I thought Green Bay beat them half, fair and square. They couldn't stop. Green Bay blocked them. And they struggled to move. They turned the ball over. Yesterday, they turned the ball over twice. Like, I think we got to stop this. I mean, yes, you're the champion. Yes, you're good. But you're right. You're two and four. And you and you're we talk about Philly being lucky. They should have lost, they could have easily lost the Miami game, right? They could have easily lost that game. The best game they played all year, really, was the last time that they played the was when they played the Chargers in week in week seven of the season. That's when they we kind of thought, well, maybe they got it going now. But since then they haven't gotten it going. So the Bills avoid the, the self-implosion, still give themselves a shot at the playoffs, albeit a longer a long shot, right? But when you keep on doing the comparison with Philadelphia, which of these contenders, which of these teams that we just saw play in a Super Bowl a year ago are you more concerned about right now? Are you more concerned about Kansas City or Philadelphia, who now back-to-back games ha- has gotten embarrassed by the two other contenders in the NFC? I'm more concerned about Philly. Philly has has been outgained by their opponent in seven straight games. Philly's defense is not good. And when you get in the playoffs, you're going to play against people that can protect and block, which is going to attack their secondary, which doesn't tackle very well and doesn't cover. Philly's offense can move the football effectively, but their defense is such a problem, you've got to wonder, can they get control of the game? Kansas City is still a good team. Like, I still think they can beat, if they get Pacheco back, they can still win games. Their offensive line is nowhere near where it was last year. That's a fact, okay? They can't make explosive plays. That's another fact. And their receivers drop made too many balls. That's another fact. Their defense has to carry them. They're no different than the Denver Broncos. They have to play a style in Kansas City now. 
And that style lends itself to 10-play drives, 12-play drives, convert third downs, keep the game, you know, get the lead. We're not blowing anybody out. I mean, it's pretty clear when they had three attempts to get 15 yards, they couldn't get it done. And that used to be a no-brainer for them. And so something I, I, and we're up against this break already. So on the back end, we can dive more into the Eagles Cowboys of it all. But for this Eagles defense, that's allowed 103 points in the last three games. They're not the same defense that they were a year ago, which I think puts that much more pressure on the offense that the margin for error is so slim. They've had turnovers the last couple of weeks. They've, they've had different issues with Jalen hurts and his knee maybe hindering him a little bit that they don't look the same. Like they can't have those struggles because the defense, isn't what it was no question you're completely right and look they're moving the ball and all three of those fumbles were they're moving the football but they don't score an offensive touchdown against them they couldn't they scored a defensive touchdown we'll get back into this game also one of the big teams that was selected in survivor an incredible escape the sweats for those folks yesterday unbelievable we are just getting started here on the lombardi line stick around I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here's your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Ball season's here, and VEASAN's got an early Christmas present for you. Not a VEASAN Pro subscriber yet? No problem. We're giving away this year's College Bowl betting guide to everyone. We've got spreads, totals, and expert picks from the Golics, Steve Mackinnon, and Brent Musburger on every single bowl game. Put a bow on this bowl season and get your free copy of the VEASAN College Bowl betting guide absolutely free. VEASAN.com slash bowl game is where you can do it. Again, it is free, 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 free 99. Make sure you get in there right away. Welcome back to the Lombardi Line alongside Michael Lombardi. 
Lombardi, Stormy Bonantoni. Uh, to wrap up some of our conversation, Eagles-Cowboys last night. Dallas mm. dominates, win their 15th game at home. It's their eighth straight home game where they've scored over 30 points, 33-13, the final there. And, and Mike McCarthy, Michael, despite having an appendectomy yeah. earlier in the week, was a, a masterful play caller again yesterday. What, what a turnaround. I feel like the narrative about Mike McCarthy has been this year. Yeah, you know, it's unbelievable, right? I mean, when you look at, and I go back to, and I Googled it this morning to listen to all the people talk about, you know, when Mike decided to move on from Kellen Moore and take over the play calling, how much that was seen with disdain about how he ruined Aaron Rodgers' career in Green Bay and that he was a horrible play caller there and he couldn't run an offense. I mean, the guys won a Super Bowl, but he gets no credit for that at all. I mean, Jason Garrett, you know, was viewed as a guru offensively, but yet he never won a Super Bowl or called the games with a great offense. So give Mike credit. He knew what was wrong with his team and he fixed it. He did. He fixed it. He needed to control the offense. He wanted to call the game. And so far, the results have been unbelievable, undeniable, right? He's got Dak playing at an MVP level. The other thing is this team is built for the for the turf. I mean, I think they're 16-1 and one on turf or 19-1 and one on turf. When they go on grass, you know, they, they become a little bit of a different team because it slows them down a little bit. But the speed of their offense, their execution offensively is incredible. And then we saw it in full form. I mean, I got a text from somebody in the media that said to me, during the broadcast, he said, do you think that that uh, Collinsworth is going to mention that, you know, that the, the the 49ers went six possessions and scored and now the now the, the Cowboys went four more. That's 10 possessions yep. in the last two games where the opponent of the Eagles just went down the field and scored points. Yeah, in a row. Like you take out that kneel down, it's 10 consecutive possessions that that happened, which is just crazy to think about. And for this Cowboys team, Michael, it seems like for them since that 49ers game where they did get embarrassed, they have been different. Like, I don't know if that was a refocusing moment or what, but they've been great ever since. They have a statement win. Dak Prescott is now the favorite to win MVP. My question is, they're, they're always a good regular season team, right? They're proving that maybe they can be a great regular season team. Is that going to translate to the playoffs? Because like, Maybe this is a no way, no doubt question later on this week. We don't have that on the show today, but like no way or no doubt that Dallas is going to get out of the divisional round. Well, I, th I think there's no doubt they can. I, I'm not sold their defense is as good as, and I said it yesterday on the show. Look, you could make the case. The Eagles were driving for three scores when they all those fumbles occurred. They were in, those fumbles occurred in Dallas territory. Now, that doesn't mean the Eagles are going to win the game. It's just that the Cowboys were fortunate. I thought Gilmore's play really was sensational. His ability to tackle A.J. Brown, he's a big corner. He gets the ball out. He stripped it. They made those plays. I also thought the Cowboy offensive line played their best game in a while. They protected Dak. I know Riddick got two sacks in the game, but for the most part, he had time to throw the football. And once again, you know, once again, the Eagles couldn't stop him from running the football. They gained 138 yards on the ground. Now, we talked about it on the show the first Nine weeks of the season, teams averaged 62 yards rushing against the Eagles. The last five, and now we got one more game, it's been over 160 yards. So you can attack this team offensively. You can attack the Eagles from, the, from a standpoint you can run the ball. Plus, you can throw any throw you want. I mean, none of their guys can cover.
Dak plus 160 in the MVP market. Brock Purdy, two to one. Lamar Jackson plus 550. Jalen Hurts falls all the way to plus 650. And no shade to Dak Prescott. Very deserving MVP favorite. Uh, probably in the best position. But I, w- I did find it interesting after Brock Purdy was already the favorite this past week that he got supplanted despite having like a 360 yard performance for him. <laughs> He gets no credit, that poor guy. He <laughs> throws love. darts. He throws darts like it's you can't believe. And, and yet nobody wants to give the poor kid credit. I Somebody sent me a stat today, and, and I haven't had an opportunity to check it out. But but the, the stat basically said that that in, in the last time a quarterback has thrown 70% in as many games in a row as Brock Purdy, the last one to do that was Joe Montana. Wow. And, and I know like we've talked about it a number of times with, with some of the things that he's done, like the perfect passer rating in a game. First time that a 49ers quarterback's done that since Joe Montana. We're not comparing the, him to Joe. That is an unbelievable career. It's a different level, but it's special within that organization to have some of those similarities and to see some shades of what Joe has done. Right. Like it's a it's a very, very cool thing for a guy who gets no love and gets no credit, despite what he's being able to put out there on the football field week in and week out. And so we'll get more into the 49ers maybe a little bit later, but I want to, st- and cause they are the one seed now BT dubs, but um, mm-hmm. I, we got to talk about some of these survivor results from yesterday because oh boy. the Ravens squeak one out a back and forth game <sighs> with the Rams that ends on a 76 yard punt return touchdown in overtime. You have Somebody who picked the Vikings yesterday, who talk about a barn burner, win three nothing here in Las Vegas. Unbelievable. And then our own Adam Burke had the Browns and had to sweat out a game where he thought Trevor Lawrence wasn't going to start. And I mean, credit the Browns defense. They pick off Trevor Lawrence three times in that game. And Joe Flacco, uh, Joe Flacco, Comeback is, player of the Joe year. Flacco is elite. Is it, too, is it too soon for that conversation? Bring that back. I think his numbers down to 100 to one now. It went down to 100 yes, to one. Yes, down from 250 to one. You're, you're moving I mean, numbers, look, Michael. You're getting people invested in the market. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I, I thought if there's one team that could complain today about NFL officiating, and I'm, all of them will, don't get me wrong, but if there's one team that could, it's the Rams. That return to me was there was two blocks in the back that I saw live that I thought the flag was coming down for sure. I, I had no doubt in my mind that, that they were not getting away with that one. And yet they did. I mean, when Wallace took it, now remember, Wallace is only playing because Duvernay gets hurt. And he took that, and I saw him go down the left sideline. I thought for sure they were going to call. I don't know how you felt, but I think the Rams could make the argument. And I've seen on, on some clips, I've got to go back and watch it on the All-22, but I was surprised there wasn't any laundry on the field, especially yeah. considering my man Scott Novak's at the game, and he loves laundry. <laughs> Your favorite official. Your favorite official, Michael. And um, with this game, too, one of the big, another one of the takeaways, and it was a trend that we talked about going into the game, was that the Ravens typically do win these games where they are a touchdown or more favorite. They just do. But they don't cover. And this is another instance where that happened again. I want to say it's nine of their last 10 games that they've been a seven or more point favorite in a game. They have won the bulk of them, but they have only covered once in those 10 games. And I think really, and I said this on the podcast, I, you know, we always give out awards on the podcast and for the best game plan. I thought McVay's game plan was marvelous. Like, here's where I am on this game. Are we sure the Ravens are good on defense? Mm. Are we sure about that? You know, because I'm not. 
I mean, I'm, I watched them run the football. Now, I know Kyle Hamilton got hurt and all that, and they had injuries. We all have injuries, right? Ever, that happens to everybody. But to me, I watched Cleveland come back in the fourth quarter with Deshaun Watson. They ran the football on them. Remember that game? Cleveland had, Cleveland had 195, 178 yards rushing in that game, right? You know, I know they beat up on some bad teams, but to me, like if they go against a good offense, are they going to be good enough? Now they got to go on the road twice. They got to go to Jacksonville. We know Jacksonville doesn't play great at home, and they got to go to San Francisco. Remember, they Jacksonville beat them down there last year. A weird game, but Jacksonville moved the ball on them last year down there. And then they got to go out to San Francisco, and then they got Miami and Pittsburgh, Baltimore. This is not an easy walk in the park. So they've got three really good offenses that they're going to have to face. We're going to find out about how good they are defensively. I, I'm I'm not sure that their numbers meet yeah. exactly who they are. Obviously, second in total yards um, allowed defensively. So it's that's interesting to say. Maybe not as good as, as the numbers and stats and analytics might lend you to believe about this Baltimore team. Great, great performance from L.A. Um, a, another example, and I know you've talked about Sean McVay and the coaching job that he's done a, a number of times, but it feels like that was another game where you're yeah. seeing that evidence, especially offensively. He came out of the game, Storm. I don't know if you watched it. He starts the game off with nine straight runs with, with really no respect at all for the front. Just said, I'm going to run the ball. I'm going to show you we're tougher than you are. I'm going to show you that the weather doesn't bother us. We're from sunny Los Angeles, and we're going to run the ball right down your throat. Now, he kicked a field goal, but they, were, they never buckled. You know, they went toe-to-toe. I thought Lamar was great in the game. He gave us a Lamar performance. But to me, I was impressed with the Rams after that. Look, I think it's his best coaching job. I would vote for him for coach of the year, either him or Sean Payton, because I think when you look at the talent on this team and you see what he's been able to accomplish with a quarterback and a couple receivers, it's pretty remarkable. Speaking of Sean Payton, Spanos family probably kicking themselves as they had to see the guy they could have had on the opposite sideline crush them this past week. Another loss for the Chargers. We got TG coming up next. We'll go behind the counter, talk a little sportsbook angles with Thomas Gable when he joins us, but so many more games to get into throughout the next two hours. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here's your host, Stormy Bonatoni on VSEN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for a betting edge this college bowl season, the VEASAN experts have you covered. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber with our introductory offer of just $9.99. VEASAN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VEASAN show hosts and guests. Tools like betting splits let you see where the money and bets are moving every game. And our college bowl betting guide where you get picks for each and every bowl game. Don't miss out though. It's a limited time offer. VEASAN.com slash subscribe is where you can sign up to come join us. Only $9.99. Become part of the sports betting network. That's VSIN.com slash subscribe. The appointments are lined up. You waiting for somebody in there? You've got an appointment. And it's not about what you want to hear, but what you need to hear. It's not personal. It's strictly business. It's time you and me had a private talk where step into my office. And step into my office with Michael Lombardi. Mr. Lombardi, we'll see you now. Former NFL executive Michael Lombardi had to have a lot of these talks over the years with folks, Michael. So in steps to the office today, Mahomie Patrick Mahomes as the Chiefs offense failed to score over 20 points for the fifth time this season, a potential game winning.
game-winning play ends up getting taken off the board from a Kadarius Tony pre-play offsides penalty. Mahomes is in the post-game, big mad at everybody. Says for it to end another game where we're talking about the rest, it's just not what we want in the NFL. But his reaction post-game in the press conferences on the field felt like things were boiling over more than just that play. What does Mahomes need to hear after all of his frustrations against the Bills? Look, we, we know NFL officiating is subjective at best, Patrick. I mean, we know that. You know that. You've gotten a lot of calls in your career. In fact, I had someone tell me that there's always a flag that'll come down at the right time to help the Chiefs out. <laughs> I don't believe it. I worked for the Raiders for 10 years. I saw a lot of calls go against us. It's just part of the business. You've accepted it when you entered. The bigger issue is here is you better focus on what you have to do to fix your team. And I think what you have to do as the leader of the team is you've got to kind of craft a narrative around the offense. You're no longer going to be explosive. You're no longer going to be this we can score 40 against anybody. You're going to have to be methodical. Now, you've played great this year. Your receivers haven't, but you have. And that's been the biggest issue. So to me, this is a perfect time and place to take advantage of setting up who you're going to become over the next five, six, seven weeks. You're going to have to win on the road, which means they're going to have to be more runs. You're going to have to get your offensive line to play better. You know, you missed Donovan Smith yesterday. You're going to have to play at a higher level there, especially on the road against with crowd noise. But it's 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 attainable because your defense is good and your ability to play defense is good. So, look, to me, it's a minor setback. You've made way too much of it. This whole notion of people in this locker room try so hard. Look, we all try hard in the NFL. It's like coming to your interview and saying you're going to work hard. Everybody works hard. Everybody, Nobody's entitled to anything in the NFL. And you're not entitled to good calls. And this, frankly, was the worst time of all to go berserk because it was the right call. Yeah. Him in the post-game handshake going up to Josh Allen. That's bleeping terrible. Josh Allen's like, I just want to get out of here. Um, no, great advice, though, to Patrick Mahomes. How about Antonio Pierce, interim head coach for the Las Vegas Raiders? The the energy, the energy and the coaching pop worked for those initial couple of games. Things are coming back down to earth a little bit here. 0-3, their last three games, and shut out the first time yesterday since 2002. They lose a game despite that defense only allowing three points to the Vikings. How can Pierce rally this team and try to hold things together the final stretch of the season? Because there, there have been some interesting reports coming out of Raiders camp. Look, I, I think it's pretty clear, Antonio, that you, you talk about knowing the rate away, but I don't think you do know what the rate away is. I don't think anybody over there really understands what the rate away is because who's worked for the man that put the rate away in? It's all cliches to everybody, but what's the substance of the cliches? What does it really mean to be the rate away? It means we're going to throw the ball vertically up the field. We're going to dominate the offensive lines. We're going to play physical football. You know, those are things that haven't really happened. And yesterday, I don't know what game you were watching, but the game I was watching, I would have made a quarterback move. Like at some point, you owe it to your players. You can't listen to them because if you keep listening to them, they're going to get you fired. At some point, you've got to be the leader and say, this isn't about emotion. This isn't about we got to play harder. We got to play more focused. This is about we got to we have to make plays in the passing game. And Aiden O'Connell is a wonderful story. And he had a great preseason. But at some point, you're the head coach. You're going off the narrative of who he is. And he's not good enough right now. He might be next year, but he's not good enough right now. That game was winnable if you would have made a quarterback move. That game was winnable if you would have done something to lift your offense up. 
and yet you continue to go down the same path. I get that you don't have a lot of weapons in terms of the protection against a young quarterback trying to handle the blitz from Brian Flores, but that's on you. I think you should have made a move much sooner. And when you're playing as well as you play defensively, to lose that game three to nothing at home and just be on the fringe one time with the Hunter Renfro fumble isn't good enough. So I don't know about you, but there's got to be another quarterback somewhere that can play better than what O'Connell did. And that starts with your decision making. And you've got to be not afraid to challenge the players. I know you got the job because the players love you, but at some point they're going to get you fired. Well, and speaking to that decision making, Michael, and we'll be quick on this because there's other guys that need to step into the office here. But what did you make of the reports that Tom Pelissero and other insiders that Tom Coughlin, Marvin Lewis, Adam Gase, like he's brought in all of these people, yeah, all, of all, these, all of these other it's all voices. True. Like, it's, all, it's it sends a message that you know he's trying to get the job. He's trying to get some help. Look, look, he was a linebacker coach. What does he need Marvin Lewis in there for? You know, how do you think Pat Graham reacted to that? You know, like how do you think the coaches are reacting? Like to me, then I heard there was a what a long, long meeting with Mark Davis afterwards. I watched the game too. I'm rooting for the Raiders to win. I'm rooting for him to win. My son's there. I want him to win. But that game called for a change of quarterback. Kevin O'Connell made it. You didn't. Jake Browning steps into the office next, Michael. Um, after his first game, we're trying to figure out, oh, okay, probably going to be a down here, downhill slope here for the Cincinnati Bengals. Rongo Bongo, these last two games, Jake Browning has been excellent. <laughs> and in turn, expectations for this team are starting to change a little bit. Now that the Cincinnati's firmly in the playoff hunt here, what does Browning need to hear to lead Cincinnati into the postseason to get over that hump? I think, you know, what I first of all, you've done a remarkable job of being able to take your skill set and apply it. You're very accurate. You've made really good decisions. You know, you got hit in the mouth and you made a great throw. You've been really tough in the pocket. I think what you need to do is keep telling Zach Taylor more of what I do really well more of what I do really well. Keep giving me the same thing over and over and over again. They did yesterday. You kept running the same runs. You kept throwing the passes. More things that you do and allow the skilled players, allow Chase, allow, you know, Mixon, allow Higgins, allow Brown to help you out. I think that's going to be the key. Don't play outside your comfort zone. You have gotten under center. I think Zach Taylor has done a very good job of getting you into a, into a comfort zone and a groove. You got to keep doing that. More of the same and rely on those other players to make play. And if your defense can improve, if your defense can improve, that was the best game they played since week five of the season. Your team's got a chance to make the playoffs. They are one of nine AFC teams that are either eight and five or seven and six in that very compact conference trying to make a playoff spot. Um, Jake Browning, 75% completions, 275 yards, two touchdowns yesterday. Okay, Jalen Hurts. The Eagles now have lost their last two games by a combined 45 points. Um, no eventual Super Bowl champion has lost back-to-back -back games by 15 or more points. The Eagles do still control their destiny when it comes to the NFC East. Still an odds-on favorite to do so. Can be there at, to earn a number one seed. It's all still up for grabs potentially. What does Hurts need to hear right now after these last couple losses? Well, I think we need to get back to who we are, right? I know the offensive line isn't the same as it was last year. I mean, you get more push inside than you did last year. You know, you're not, it's not as effective in the run game. You're not able to dominate the game. But I think really, 
what you have to go back to is figure out why did we win last year? How did we get to where we were? Last year, you were so effective in getting the ball in the end zone early and playing from in front. And I think that's what you really need to do. You need to be able to kind of have a sense of urgency. We got to start faster. You know, we can't be as lethargic in the start of the game. We got to play from in front. Make these other teams allow our pass rush to take over the game. I think that's going to be critical. I mean, you're not playing complimentary football right now, unfortunately. And I think that's affecting the team in terms of having to play from behind. We know this, the defense can't defend the forward pass. Teams come into Philadelphia or you go on the road, you're 32nd in how many passes you face a game. 31st in touchdowns allowed, 28th in yards allowed. 30th in making plays on the football. So you're going to have to control the ball, slow the game down, help your defense, because maybe we can play good enough defense for 27 minutes. We sure as hell can't play like we did yesterday where we're playing 33 minutes. Yeah, and I want to say it's six offensive turnovers the last three games now for the Eagles, and when your defense is struggling that way, there's, there's just no room for error the way that there used to be because th- we remember that defense from a year ago. We talked about them nonstop, how stout that group was. It's a different group this year. It's a different coordinator this year. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they close out the rest of the season. These last two games have, have they have been, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like they're, all of their problems have been amplified, whereas they were covered up by all of the wins earlier in the season. Yep. We're going to step aside when we come back. NFL analyst here at Visa and Mike Pritchard is going to join us get the player's perspective in a moment from bbc radio 4 britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip i thought in that moment oh my god we've summoned something from this board this is uncanny usa He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. In the NBA, the game can change in an instant, but no matter how the action unfolds, DraftKings Sportsbook has your back. This week, new customers can score $150 instantly in bonus bets just for betting 5 bucks on basketball. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the code VSIN, V-S-I-N, DraftKings Sportsbook. 
The crown is yours. We're wrapping things up on this Monday edition of the Lombardi Line alongside Michael Lombardi, Stormy Bond, and Tony with you. Time for our pro tip of the show. And Michael, usually it's you coming up with these bad boys, but I got <laughs> no, one you today. Did great today. Very excited. Good for you. <laughs> um, you it has, a roll. Thank you so much. I had a good Sunday. We're rolling it into Monday. Who doesn't love it? There uh, you go. So today's pro tip has to do with the AFC playoff picture specifically because there's that huge chunk of seven and six teams that are all sitting there. And if you look at DraftKings Sportsbook right now, all of them are favored to miss the playoffs. So if you like any of them, there are plus money options across the board. If you're picking the right teams, if you have a lot of conviction on one or two to make the playoffs, there's some plus money bets to be made, Michael. No question. And look, I think it goes back to have a formula for this, right? Eliminate the teams, look at the schedules, but trust defenses and quarterback. You know, trust the ability to win big games, tight games. I mean, the thing you can't do now is get your pencil out because, look, let's face it, the, you know, the, the Texans were penciled to beat the Jets in, right? Right. The Steelers were penciled to beat the Cardinals and the New England Patriots in, right? Who would have thought that the Browns with Joe Flacco could beat Jacksonville at home? I mean, you can't pencil it in. You just got to say, okay, who's playing well? Who, what team is improving every week? Cincinnati. Whose defense is getting better? Cincinnati. And then let's see what they can do as they move forward. They got Minnesota coming in who shut out the Raiders, but that shutout's a little deceiving because they really never challenged the, the passing game of the Minnesota defensive backs, let's be honest. So, you know, Cincinnati this week, I think they're a four-point favorite. They open up against the, 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 the Vikings who are coming off a shutout win. So that tells you what the book thinks yep. about the Bengals right there. Yep, four-point home favorite against Minnesota. The Bengals plus 270, yes, to make the playoffs. Um, the Broncos, who Pritch mentioned as well, plus 125. They're just one game back of the Chiefs in the AFC West, which is pretty crazy to think about given the state of Denver early on this season. But like we also talked about with Pritch, and, and to your point, teams that are improving at this point, like looking at those recent game sample sizes and seeing who you feel is on that upward trajectory, pair that with the schedule, see where there could be opportunity. Don't cross anything thing as a W to your point, but see where the opportunity could be and where that matches your numbers. Uh, VEASAN pro tips available at VEASAN.com. Uh, every single day we do them on the program. But because you you mentioned the Bengals there and and Joe Flacco, you say like who who had that win? One point that I haven't said on the air today that I've said in like three commercial breaks to, to Elliot, Joe Flacco has more 300-yard games and more three-touchdown <laughs> games than Deshaun Watson did with the Browns. Just want to put that out there. Crazy. I mean, it's, it's, it's a fact. I've been saying this for two weeks. You know, everybody was criticizing me for taking the, 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 the Browns against the Rams last week. Oh, that was a dumb call. Well, it ended up being the wrong call, but it wasn't because of Flacco. Flacco kept them in the game. It was because their defense was – like I said that after the game, that's the best I've seen the Browns' offense operate. And you don't have to take my word for it. Watch the play calling of the, of the head coach, Kevin Stefanski. Like, he's dialing up passes all the time. And he can't wait to throw a pass. Like, he didn't have any of this opportunity. I mean, think about it. Watson started six games, okay – he threw 171 passes. Joe Flacco has started two games. He's already thrown 89 passes. Think about that. I mean, you know, and, and how about this? Flacco's got five touchdown passes, and, and Watson only has had seven for the year. Insane. Now, oh. he threw an interception yesterday, but that wasn't on him. That was on Amari Cooper who didn't get inside on a slant. 
And with Flacco, you see, you see that um, Stefanski said that he is going to be the starting quarterback moving forward, but he's on the practice squad today. You see how that transaction-wise they had to do that? Yeah, well, that's he just he reverts back there. Yeah, I mean, eventually, I'm sure they're going to bring him up. I mean, look, and, the, and Flacco <laughs> doesn't want to go anywhere. This is the perfect example of the scheme fits the player perfectly, right? You know, what's surprising about Flacco is his movement's still good. He's out of the pocket. He's throwing the ball accurately. Look, I'm not saying Flacco's going to win the MVP, and I'm not saying Flacco's great. All I'm saying is he gives their offense hope. Something that Robinson, Thompson Robinson didn't do, something that uh, Watson did on occasion, B.J. Walker never did, right? And so for me, it's it's the perfect opportunity. It's perfect. They've got to continue to play better defensively. They missed Denzel Ward. They need to get him back out there. Miles Garrett, I don't think he's 100% yet. They need to get him back out there. But look, you can't argue with the fact that they're a good defense. You can't run the ball on them. I mean, think about this, Stormy. Yesterday, Jacksonville with a with a quarterback who's who's got a bad wheel walks in there, and because they can't run the ball, he's got to throw it over 44 times with a bad leg. Uh, 28 of 50 for Trevor Lawrence. Three touchdowns, three picks, though. So credit the Browns defense again. You said that they needed to wake up a little bit, and they got their takeaways at least this past week. And so see if things can start trending back in the right direction with them and Joe Flacco. I, I loved listening to his press conference. Not his press conference, but some of his interviews yesterday. Like, hey, it wasn't pretty. It was ugly. But the mental toughness we showed, that's what's going to help us these final few weeks of the season as we try to make a push. Okay, we've only got a couple minutes left here on the show. Monday Night Football, doubleheader, mm. which both games are kicking off at the same time, which just really grinds my gears. Come on, NFL, be better. <laughs> but the Miami Dolphins opened a 12 and a half point favorite. We're now seeing largely 14s across the board. So two touchdown spread for them hosting the Tennessee Titans. How do you feel? Well, I mean, Tennessee has not been a good ATS team on the road, and we have to throw away all the Mike Vrabel stuff that we know of because this is a different Mike Vrabel team. I mean, this isn't the same kind of team. I just have a hard time understanding how they're going to be able to keep it close because they don't tackle very well. You know, they're not very good in terms of when they have to play a great passing offense. They're 27th in yards allowed per attempt, right? They're 22nd in yards allowed in the passing game, right? And they give up runs. I mean, they have a hard time stopping teams from running. So I just think, to me, it's going to be hard for them to get control of the game. And then you get into the whole Will Levis, how is he going to play? Really, since the since he played against Atlanta when they scored 28 points, he has not played very well since then. He really hasn't, and he's been very inaccurate with the football. He's all over. He's he throws more balls in the dirt than a bad shortstop. <laughs> Uh, the Dolphins, by the way, we know they do a good job beating up on the lesser than teams. They are 7-1 ATS as a favorite this year. 7-1 ATS, 8-0 straight up against teams that currently have a losing record. And the Titans, 1-5 against the spread on the road this season and riding a five-game no-cover streak. So even at the big number, if you had, if I had to make a bet right now, uh, I'd probably either no bet or consider laying it with Miami. I did lay 13.5 in the contest this week, so I'll be sweating that one out. One other thing about this game. Titans allow 86 yards per game to wide receiver ones. Tyreek Hill's prop tonight, 109 and a half, and it's juiced <laughs> minus 145 to the over, Michael. So, like, yeah. everybody expecting I mean, Tyreek to have away. a day. I, yeah. I mean, look, the guy changes the game tremendously. He's impossible to cover. And, you know, who can you – and if you blow one assignment and the way they motion them and utilize them in different spots, it's hard to get them doubled. It's hard to get your hands on them. 
and he's so quick. And, you know, when he has time to throw without Jeffrey Simmons playing today would be different because Simmons could make an impact on Tua trying to step up in that pocket. But without Simmons in there, that's a real problem for him. So in the contest, I'm sweating out the Dolphins, and I, I also took the favorite in the Packers tonight, laying six at the current number number in New York against Tommy DeVito, Tommy Cutlets, yeah. the Italian stallion out there. Uh, yeah. How are you handicapping this one? Well, I mean, everybody's on the everybody loves the Giants. Like everybody loved the Panthers yesterday, right? They take these ugly dogs with bad quarterbacking play. And you're just praying. The line went from six and a half down to six. So it is moving because of it. But I'm going to take, I like Green Bay. I took it in the Russo contest, which by the way, Stormy, I already told Russo, I'm not taking a loss on that game. No chance. Okay. Gino wasn't on you. Gino wasn't on you. And 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 that's on, I got a bad sheet. But anyway, I think Green Bay can throw the football effectively in the game against the secondary. I think if Martindale tries to blitz too much, it could cost them. And look, how many points can the Giants score? 13? I mean, can they score 13? Even if Barkley runs the ball effectively, can they score 13? Can they score 17? I think the Packers can score 24. I don't know why they can't. I think they make enough plays. This Reed kid's hard to cover. And Love has played pretty well. I think they'll start fast. I think there's a sense of confidence that I see in this Green Bay team. Yeah, they still have Reed, still have Dobbs, despite no Christian Watson in this game. I know that Jair Alexander on the back end defensively isn't great either, but I think that the Packers have more than enough to handle business here against the Giants and win by a touchdown or more. And New York, I feel like people just keep forgetting because they see that they won and covered their last two games and they had the bye and extra rest, that it was against the Commanders and the Patriots. Like, these were not just are not teams that Tommy DeVito beat in that most recent game was a 10-7 game. I just, we'll see how it transpires later on today. We'll but see tomorrow. for my money, I'm on Green Bay. Thanks, Michael. Fun Thank day. You. Thank you, Stormy. See you tomorrow. It's a 3-0 in the contest. If I end up 3-2, I'm going to kill myself. Okay, that's a wrap for us today. Enjoy Sharp Money coming up next for Pablo Torre if you're hanging out on DraftKings Network. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.